Boy, that sounds like fortune cookie wisdom to me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to What I Shall Do on Monday, where we reflect and provide some wisdom to get you prepared for the week ahead. I'm your host, Daniel Leal. Relax, open your mind, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to What I Shall Do on Monday. I hope everyone's enjoying their weekend and getting prepared to own the week ahead. This podcast is presented by Trigoji. If you'd like to support us, if you'd go and follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn, and if you'd also go to YouTube, like, subscribe, and set notifications, that would really help us out. So it's hard to believe that yesterday was the 20th anniversary of 9-11. I've noticed people online that have been sharing their stories, where they were at and where they were feeling. And it got me reflecting on my own experience. And for me, you know, I remember I was a, I was actually a sophomore in high school and I remember getting ready for school that morning and initially just kind of hearing rumblings that there was maybe some type of bombing in New York City. However, as I got to my first period chemistry class that morning, I remember my teacher having to sit down and watch the news. Things became clear that that explosion was not caused by a bomb, but in fact by a passenger plane. And as we sat there and we watched a second plane crash into the South Tower, it also became clear that this was not an accident and that in fact our country was under attack. And that day seemed like one of those days where time just really stood still. I can remember going to each of my classes. No one was really focusing on curriculum. Uh, Really, everyone was just focusing on how things were unfolding or what was unfolding in our country that day. And it just, you know, why we were listening to this, it was just everything else seemed silent is what I remember. I mean, really, it was just I don't remember having a whole lot of conversations. I remember it was just a day of watching and listening as I went class to class. In fact, I'll never forget, you know, in one of my classes, uh, this was one of my teachers who is also a coach, um, who's someone I was really close to in just a, a, a moment of high emotions. I can just remember, you know, this grown man turning to us, you know, with tears in his eyes and just pleading for us to pay attention and to watch and to listen because this was going to be a paramount moment in our country's history. And it was just the beginning for other things to come. And as I sat there period after period, I saw all the events that transpired. I could remember seeing the towers collapse I can remember, you know, when they started to have video footage in the streets and, you know, seeing people running in fear in the aftermath of these events. And I think, though, what sticks out to me the most is I can remember seeing people being courageous and trying to help one another. And when I reflect on that moment, I'm extremely thankful that we have people like that in our society, people that have the courage to triumph over fear and put their well-being at risk in an effort to help others. And I really hope that that's something that our society never loses. So here's the thing. We all have fears and we all have the opportunity to be courageous, not just in times of chaos, but in our everyday lives. You know, it was Nelson Mandela that said, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. So my question to you is, what is it in your life that you fear that you feel is holding you back? And I'm not talking about trivial fears. I'm talking about fears that are holding you back from reaching your goals and your aspirations. You know, fears that are diminishing that fire inside of you. 
And for me, I have several, but I think the one that I would share that people may not know is that I'm terrified about the very thing that I do for a living. As I've mentioned, I get the opportunity to work with individuals and teams and really help them work towards their goals, work through change, and again, just be a better version of themselves. And I have many fears that accompany that work, but I'll just share a couple. So the first one is I get extremely nervous speaking in front of people, whether that's a small group or a large group. And I know those that work with me and know me might find that surprising, but each time I have to go and do that, I still get nervous. I sweat. I get that butterfly feeling in my stomach every time. It never fails every time it happens. And I think the other thing is I just feel extremely unworthy of doing this work. I have a major case of imposter syndrome. I mean, who am I to be the person that goes and speaks with small teams or individuals and tries to influence them and make them a better version of themselves when I'm someone who has so many things that I need to work on personally. And yet here's what's most important, right? Um, I get those butterflies because I care. I, I thrive when I get to work with individuals and teams and do the work that I get to do. Um, so it's worth all of the discomfort and I feel a level of energy that is unexplainable when I do this work and it has lasting effects after I do the work. And I think the biggest thing is it makes me happy, but in order to reach that level of happiness, I have to get through the fear and discomfort of speaking in front of people. And as far as the imposter syndrome, yes, I'm not perfect, right? And what I realize is that this work doesn't require me to be. Right? I don't have to be perfect to do this work. And there's no such thing anyways as being perfect, right? Hopefully we all have things that we recognize and that we're continuing to work on to better ourselves. Plus, here's the thing. It isn't about me, right? Uh, all of that imposter syndrome is really my ego at the end of the day. It's me asking myself, do I have enough experience, right? Do I speak well enough in front of people? Did I, do I have enough education? Am I knowledgeable enough? It's all focused on me instead of what's most important. The people that I'm trying to help, the people I want to work with. It's not about me. It's about them. So I think it's important for us to identify those fears because I think fear presents opportunity, opportunity to help ourselves and opportunity to help others. So if you've been wanting to try something new, go out and try it, right? If you've had something on your chest that you've feel this pressure and you've just been wanting to get out and say it, I would encourage you to say it, right? If you've been struggling with something, right? And you've been, know that you need help, but you've been too afraid to ask for it. I would encourage you to ask for it. And if you have someone in your life that you've been concerned about or a relationship that you need to mend, I would encourage you to go out and approach that person, um, you know, fix that relationship that you want to, that's been on your mind. Don't let fear hold you back from helping others and being that best version of yourself. Listen, I know that this is all easier said than done, but sometimes you just have to go with the Nike slogan and just do it. And here's why, and this is what I'll leave you with this week to reflect on and think about. The cave you fear holds the treasure you seek. This quote is a quote I first heard or first read in Brene Brown's book, Dared to Lead, but actually the original credit goes to Joseph Campbell. And what it means is fear is usually accompanied by those things that we desire the most. 
in order to reach the things you want, the things you need, your goals, your aspirations, it's going to take courage and it's going to take leadership. It's going to require you to triumph over your fears. So I ask you to please take a chance on courage. And with that, I wish everyone well on their journey. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.